with me and you'll see all the junk we stash behind the curtain there is no word i know in this world that rhymes with curtain i'm fairly certain Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Behind the Curtain. I am the lovable game master, Spencer Borup. And I am Tracy, the mother Borup. Uh, we're really excited to do this episode because uh, we've been, this is probably like the most talked about episode with the group after the fact. Uh, just because this was like the most fast paced and intense episode that we've done. Um, so it's, it's really exciting. Uh, a couple, there, I have a few points that I want to talk about in this behind the curtain. So I'll kind of, ready to go. I'll kind of lead the discussion. But, uh, the first one that, that we've all talked about is how the, you know, the first few episodes, they kind of feel like they just kind of, they're not dragging, but they're not very fast paced. Mm, they're just telling the story. They're just telling a story. And <laughs> they're then just this, setting the scene. This one really picked up. We finally got into the game. We did. So uh, I, you know, I've, I've mentioned it before to them, but I just kind of wanted to tell you guys that this is basically like a murder mystery. And like any murder mystery, it's, you know, it's kind of slow at, at first. And then, you know, when you start finding out clues, then it really picks up. And that's what our story is doing. And I think our, you know, our big pickup moment was episode six with the, the seance. So, yeah, I think so. Um. I, I wanted to get your, your thoughts on the seance itself. I know you've kind of told me some things, but maybe let the listeners know what's going on inside your head about the the seance and the spirit board. Mm, just interesting, just how it comes about. It's I mean, basically, it's a Ouija board, and so we all would discuss how evil those really are. We we stay away from those in real life. We don't we don't trust we don't touch stuff like that just don't mess with things you don't know about so we all talked about how creepy that would be in real life but how fun it is for the game so mm -hmm. it was a lot of fun to do it in the game knowing that you know you're not really asking anything you're just playing this part so it was a lot of fun to get into that and uh, a little frustrating though I felt like we got asked a lot of questions and didn't get many answers and came away with more questions than answers so it was very frustrating I thought as a player and I know I wasn't the only one feeling that way yeah, I, it, you know, I think all of you came to me afterwards and were like, you were just talking about how frustrated you were with the whole thing. Yeah, because we already knew he was murdered and you didn't give us much more. And then Spencer bothered me even more and said, it might not even be true, some of it. So how rude is that? <laughs> and he's supposed to be the lovable GM? I don't think so. Those are actually mechanics for the board itself. Whatever. I actually <laughs> uh, tweaked the mechanics because I thought it was really dumb. The way they set it up, it what, the the board that they got was a very low level spirit uh, spirit board, and it, the rules behind it is you can only ask one question a day. And I was like, that's dumb. We're not gonna get anywhere if that's the case. And so that would take forever. So I put it I put it kind of on a time limit and did it that way. And that's why we started picking up the questions at the end there because we knew that he was getting making us go faster and faster because he was gonna cut it off very soon. So, you know, that's that's kind of nice about about Pathfinders. You know, you can you can tweak the rules a little bit, make it a little bit more interesting. I, for one, thought that the story would have dragged even more if something didn't happen, something big 
happen. Yeah, yeah so, we needed something to give us a, kind of a direction, too. We yeah. were kind of stalled after we came back from the prison as to where to go, where to start. Yeah. So at least the Ouija board gave us a part, a place to start. So that it was, it was kind of cool. And then, like, like all you know, the questions you guys asked, it, it's, it's very hard. You know, you think about about how a, a you know a spirit board works there's there's you know 26 letters on it in the alphabet and then yes n- yes maybe and no at the top and so you know you can, you can only ask like yes or no questions and then if you if you ask like a you know question that requires a longer answer it might not even answer the question yeah it might just be so too long so it might be too long or or something else or doesn't know or whatever the case may be so you know the the whole seance was was very interesting um it kind i i, I won't say that it played out exactly like i planned it because i didn't know what questions you guys were going to ask i had no idea yeah and i was accused mm-hmm. of hogging that whole session but when i listened to it i was not hogging I noticed that uh, men got in a lot of questions, and and Lyra got in a question or two, and even Marcus got in a question, even though he didn't ask the question he wanted to ask. Well, it's funny. Like, he came up, he said he came up with the question right before it ended, and then he got mad at our trilla for hugging the bird. I was like, well, you had your chance. Yeah, he he asked a question, (laughs) and then to find out his question was totally self self motivated and self serving anyway. What was it? I don't think <laughs> he wanted to know why he was asked to be a pallbearer. Oh, okay. He wanted he wanted reasons. So would that have advanced the group at all? No. <laughs> it would have just helped Marcus. Typical yes. Marcus. Typical Marcus. <laughs> um the last thing I kinda wanted to talk about was the uh the combat. Yeah, that was that. a fun it was, combat. It was it was a creepy kind of combat. It was. Yeah. And uh like like the the book gives you you know, stat blocks for characters and nothing else. And so, like, all the character motivation, all the NPC motivation is up to left up to me. And so a lot of it, you know, I, you know and I was debating, how do I want to play Kendra during this combat? Do I want her to be, like, so shaken at the fact that this is her, you know, as far as you guys know, her father's reanimated corpse... Uh, coming back to haunt you and her, or did I want to play her the way I did, like a you know a strong caster? That, mm, that I thought that, it was more interesting uh, to play it as a strong and, caster, and that's yeah. what I figure too. Like you know, she saw the the fact that this thing you know really wasn't her father, and and you know, so I played it that way. But it it took me a while to decide how I wanted to do that. No, I thought um, it sm- I thought it flowed pretty good, but quick. yeah, it did. Um, I was surprised at Parad, though, Zachary. That's my youngest son who plays Parad, who doesn't speak a lot, but is always getting into the action. Yeah. That he held back. He was the first one up, and instead of charging in and doing an attack right away, he actually wanted to bind up the zombie and talk to it. Yeah, that was interesting. Which I thought was really interesting for Zachary to go that way. Yeah. So I guess, you know, we're all learning how to play, and you just really can't can't do can't anticipate what the other person's yeah. gonna how they're gonna play. Well, and it, it it's it's you know he that might be like a way that he's playing his character too. You have to think like like well, what which are, was interesting yeah. because so far his character has plunged right mm-hmm. in there and saved everybody. So, and so and attacked. So I won't say anything, but I want to put I want to like sow the seed right now in this. But 
makes you wonder why how close he Parade was, was to the professor. professor. So, he acts like he wasn't uh, very close. He just did him a favor one time, but there must be something more to it than that. It's very Obviously, interesting. Obviously, there's nothing behind much behind Marcus and the professor's encounter on Marcus's end of it. There seems to be more on the professor's yeah. reasoning why he would pick Marcus, but for Marcus's point of view, he doesn't know why the professor picked him. So we kind of already know that. We know men adored the professor, mm-hmm. and I'm guessing that Professor adored men, though I have no idea why. <laughs> he is a weird little man. And uh, Lyra and I, of course, the professor loved. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it was just interesting to it, see that. It was. And, you know, I can't wait for some of this stuff to unfold because I have some awesome things planned. Well, and mm. we're getting a, f- a better feel for our characters. I know Jess and I are probably the newest, too, even newer than yeah. Zachary. Uh, no. I know Jess, I'm the very newest. Jess and Zachary started at the same time. Okay. So you were the very newest. In, I'm the in, very newest. In order of seniority and, and who's been playing the longest, it's it's Zacharias, yes. played for years, then Philip, then me, then Jess and Zachary at the same time, and then you. Okay. So I, I can tell you right now that I don't want my character to die, and she doesn't <laughs> have a lot of hit points. And I know you're not supposed to hang on to your characters too tight. You know, you got to be ready to lose them for the story. If that's the way the story goes, let the story go that way. Yeah. But at the same time, you really don't want to lose this character before even the 10th episode. Yeah. I mean, that's just no fun. So I would play her a little cautiously. That's why, because I'm a little afraid to lose her so soon. And because she's such a tiny character. But I know she, if she was really being played right, like, and I need to get more into my headspace about Artrilla and how she play it. She's more of a daredevil. Yeah. So she would be getting in there and doing damage. I know in Jess's case, we've talked, and she says that uh, she just has so many spells for Lyra and so so many different ways she can come into mm-hmm. character that she's still wrapping her head around that because she's a cleric, elf, something. She's a half-elf cleric. Half-elf cleric. Yeah. So she's got a lot to remember, and it's... It's kind of hard to yeah. remember all of that unless you're like studying it all the time. Like we said, we're just, this is just a hobby for us. It's mm-hmm. not like our every waking moment. I mean, we all have jobs and we all have responsibilities and other places that we need to be. So we're putting as much time as we can into it, some of us more than others. So I know it's real hard for Jess to try to remember everything she's got to remember that her mm-hmm. cleric can do. But uh, get ready for episode six because Lyra makes seven. Um, seven. Lyra <laughs> makes some. Interesting choices, and we'll talk about that more next week because it's. I'm seeing a new sign to her, and then Zachary, that whole hanging back part was interesting to me too. So we're still all trying to get a feel of our character, mm-hmm. what they would do in these situations. So it's getting to be kind of fun. So hang hang in there with us yeah. if you're just starting and we're steaming a little slow. Hang in there with us because we're really starting to get the hang of it now. It's it, you know it's funny that you talk about character motivation because one of the the biggest character motivation from that I got from talking with you guys after the fact was was uh, Marcus and and we've all we all said I mean everybody said like why did you charge in there your character is not a frontline fighter and that was made abundantly clear when he charged in and almost died in this in this you know it was a very yeah, tough he really combat. thought he almost died <laughs> so and and it scared me too because i thought i killed him in episode six i was like oh man already already <laughs> and i was like i was like i and and i i thought before you know i wanted to make a you know a tougher combat and then when he said he died i was like crap i made it too tough and i was like <laughs> no dang it and then he when when i found out that he was okay i was i was very relieved because you know as 
as interesting it is as it is when a character dies, I feel like it was too early. It was way <laughs> too early. So what was his reasons? Because we but, have given him such a hard time about that. Why are you making this this decision to jump in there yes. when you are so weak? He said that Marcus is, Marcus is you know, he, he believes in the hero. And the card that he drew, you know, if you guys want to, you can go back and listen to it. But the card he drew for the day was a strength card. Oh, that's and right. And so he saw the strength card, and he's like, oh, man, I'm going to do, like, I think the strength card gives him bonus to melee attacks or something. I think so. And so he's like, I'm going to use it as a melee attack. But it ended up screwing him up. So I'm I'm interested to see. I don't know, like, what Marcus is thinking. I want to, I think I want to touch on this in the next episode and see what, uh, you know, like, like, you know, what was going on or what goes on inside Marcus's head now that he's, you know, the, he drew this card, something bad happened to him. That's right. And, you know, like, where does he stand with the harrow as of now beliefs, and his yeah. beliefs, if it's changed at all? So I haven't talked to him about it. So I think it'd be very interesting to kind of get inside the head of Marcus soon. Yeah, that would be so, fun. So yeah. I don't know. I don't. I, I honestly couldn't say because he's not my character. We're but, just going to have to wait a while um, to get into men's head because I still don't <laughs> understand that head. <laughs> uh, so, uh it, Episode seven's really good, so make sure you tune in for that. Any other? Oh wait, we're gonna talk a little bit more about episode six and the combat rules. If you're a diehard oh, yeah. Pathfinder person and you're really sticky and super stick by the book and follow the rules exactly, this is not the podcast for you. We do try to stick as close mm-hmm. to the rules as we can, but if it gets a little bit too confusing or a little over our heads, we ask yeah. the rules lawyer, which is Zacharias. And he pretty much keeps us on course. Yes. But if it's too tough, we're going to change it to a house rule. Yeah. Just because of the beginning players, and it gets too complicated. And we don't. We want this to be more fun listening to than complicated and tie you down with a bunch of rules and and dice rolls and you know. There's a lot of stuff to Pathfinder. Yes. It's very dense. It is. So um, we want to keep it fun though. Yes. So you can uh, listen to it. You know. Thank you for bringing up house rules because it, it, it brought a, a thought to my head about uh, the last, you know, the combat. And uh, Zacharias and I, you know, debated on this. And, and I I was saying, like, like you know, Marcus, in my opinion, should have been able to, to like, stealth oh, behind right. the zombie. Because if you think about it, the zombie was dazed. dazed. The zombie, you know, zombies aren't aren't terribly smart and so if he had snuck up behind it and he had come out of his days in my in my imagination the zombie would have been focused on the people in front of it yes and zacharias was saying that he didn't think that that was in the rules and so we never really looked it up so so we've decided and this might come out in in a future episode or not but if it doesn't then i'm gonna say it here but we've decided that if it's if it's an unintelligent uh creature like a like a zombie like an an unintelligent undead creature Creature. that you know Something happens to it and it gets dazed. So it's you know it's very, very. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's it's very specific requirements mm-hmm. for this to happen. Yeah. But at the same time, if it ever does happen again, we've decided that he can sneak up sneak because up on it and get a stealth. It is. Bonus, it yeah. and that is like the best thing about being a rogue and being able to sneak up on somebody and roll these insane, uh, like damage rolls. And and if he you know. If if we had decided that in the combat, Marcus might not have gone down as, as soon far as did, yeah. or as far as he did, and so it's you know it's very interesting. And then another thing too, like like Marcus was kind of the big big 
scare of the episode for everybody. Yeah, and he really and was. so another thing, another reason behind that as well is he stayed when Min was casting a spell mm-hmm. and didn't get out of there. And and I almost wonder if it was because of the Harrow card as well. He's like, oh no, I drew a strength card. I'm gonna be fine even even if this even spell, if hits, the me. spell hits me. Yeah. And it hit him. And then the zombie turned around and wailed on him twice. Yeah. And then he went down. And then not only that, but your frontline fighter, Parad, took a step back. Had step, yep. And so so the zombie had nobody to focus on except, except for Marcus. For Marcus yeah. But if he had stealthed and stayed behind it and maybe not done anything till Parad came back up, you know, the combat could have gone. Yeah, because then we would have gone into the where what is it called when there's two people and the there's flanking flanking yes, yes. we would have got into that flanking. is what Zacharias said as well he, he the reason he went up there was he to was get hoping to flank to the yeah, flanking and right. and that what that means is the the person being flanked there's a there's there's one person on each side uh straight across from each other and the person in the middle takes a penalty to their their armor class or how hard it is to hit them so, so in, flanking is good. Flanking's very good. <laughs> flanking's good for the PCs. Flanking's not so good, good when I the, flank the PCs. Yes, exactly. So, That's not good. It, you know, it's a you know anything the PCs can do, I can do. So it's a very double edged sword when it comes to combat. Yeah. So it's it's very and interesting. I I just wanted our our listeners to know too. This is our we've played seven games now. You've listened to six, but we've actually played seven. And at the seventh game, I just put together, this is how slow I am. And we also played a one-off. So this is like my eighth game. I just figured out that you could do more than one thing when it's your turn. <laughs> I thought you could just move or you could just do an action. or you, yeah. I didn't realize there were choices. Yes. So I am still learning. So be patient with us. And, and it gets more exciting. So if you really want to play Pathfinder, and this is what we're mm-hmm. encouraging people is to play these types of games with yes. your family because it's it's fun. It's bonding. You have something to talk about with your kids. Um, just be patient. If you don't learn anything, it's no big deal. The basic, yes. basic thing I was told was, you know, get your dice and have your D20. Know what your D20 is. If you can pick up that dice and roll the D20, you're good. Yep. And the first episode, I picked up the wrong dice to roll the D20. So see how bad I am at this game, and yet I'm having a ball. So um, just don't be don't be intimidated by it. So hang it. So you know, pick up a game or go on computer or I don't know. There's lots of places to yeah. find out to do this stuff. And so. if you don't want to break the bank, yeah, get, don't break the bank. Getting getting books and things like that. Paizo offers uh, PDF versions of of every book they've ever made. And some books are only avail- available in PDF because they're out of print. And so, uh, it, you know, they're it's like a great the price. No, not even like a like less, a quarter of the that. price. Yeah. So like you can go get the core rule book for ten bucks, and then get like a one off module for like yeah, five. Yeah, and just try it. And just see yeah. if you like it. Do one offs if you want. Don't yeah. even do a big giant adventure path yeah. like we're doing. So just do a bunch of one offs like every month or every other month or something with a bunch uh-huh. of friends. So the, the, there are other ways to play this game. The biggest thing I can recommend is is first find a group. Yeah. Find people that you can play with and then uh and then, you know, after after you find the people, decide what kind of adventure you want to play. Whether you want to, you know, like a more intrigue heavy where you have a lot of role playing that could happen or if you want a more combat heavy episode or not episode but you know a combat heavy path. session yeah. they they have 
they have a slew of of things oh, you can do. Oh, there's so many to pick from. So many. So many. I I was talking to to my mom uh, yesterday, right? Yeah. About all the different adventure paths. I came up to her and I said, "I want to play all of them." <laughs> they that are, would like take a lifetime. <laughs> they there are some amazing adventures and amazing one-offs and. Like my mom said, it could it would take a lifetime to play everything. So just just find some one ones that sound the funnest to you and jump yeah. right in. Yeah, that's and that's really what Pathfinder is for. Just in my opinion, just to have fun. Yeah, it I really think is. So. so don't get too hung up on anything rules, anything. Yes, because it's it really is. It's a game, and you're playing on your own. And who's gonna know? We're uh-huh. we're sending it over the air, and we don't care. Yeah, so exactly. <laughs> I mean, we care, but. <laughs> We're not so sticky, I guess. Yeah. Uh, we want to wrap up the episode. We have one shout out. I'll turn it over to my mom for the Magic Mirror Moment. It's the Magic Mirror Moment. Our shout out this week goes to Hiram C for being one of our most avid fans. He says he waits every week to get our podcast and cannot wait to listen to the next adventure. So we just want to thank him for his support and for listening to us and if you're listening to us, please share with your friends so that they can listen to us too. We're now on iTunes. Please go on iTunes and download us. It's the easiest way. And yes. then if you really want to, rate us and write a comment mm-hmm. or give us a review so that we can move up in the iTunes and people can find us easier. Yeah. All right. We appreciate all that our listeners do for us. Thanks so much. Thank you. And we will see you guys in episode seven. Bye-bye. Bye. Come with me and you'll see All the junk we stash behind the curtain There is no word I know In this world that rhymes with curtain I'm fairly certain